Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome back to the Carlotta Chatwood Show. Okay, it's kind of a crazy show tonight. I'm taping part two. Okay, I'm doing part two so that I, you know, I'll have y'all, y'all have all y'all news out there and everything. Okay, so we ended part one. We were having a discussion about Swiss beats, and I was telling y'all Swiss beats and um, and Timberland were are selling uh, are going to. Uh, uh, talk about Michael uh, Michael Rainey's comments this week about uh, uh, selling uh, verses. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this. Okay, uh, if you listen, if you haven't listened to part one of the Carlotta Chat Wish Show from Saturday Hot Topics, please go listen to that because I kind of continue. I'm kind of continuing right afterwards with that. Okay, so. <clears throat> It says, this is from Complex Magazine. Uh, it says, uh, following thriller, uh, Triller's acquisition of the world widely popular Versus series, power actor Michael Rainey Jr. decided to deem Swiss Beats and Timberland sellouts. The move was announced this week, and we'll see uh, the Versus creators join the Triller Versus management team and serve as brand visionaries. Both of them have since responded to Rainey Jr., who wrote on in his Instagram stories, can't ever just have something of our own. It's always about money. Cool move, but these niggas still sell out. <laughs> but, and he, they put, but we own Triller, says Swiss, alongside a shrug and a laughing, crying emoji, emoji in an Instagram con- comment. We own everything. Tell who done, tell who done that, added Timberland. <laughs> no, you don't. And Triller, unless you're, unless you're, what is it, what is it, uh, embezzling? You don't own Triller. You probably have, you become, you become brand managers over your brand. Uh, they've been, they've nicely probably given you some stock options in Triller, but you don't fucking own Triller. Don't try to come at the kid. The kid said you sold the shit and you did sell it. 
okay? And it's smart of you to sell it, okay? Bullshit that you own any, you own it. Shut the fuck up. Why would they buy it from you and you still own it? What the fuck is that? Talking about we own Triller. No, you become partners in your and managing your brand with Triller. Don't play on words, bitches. Since them to buy it and, 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 and y'all own it. The deal means Swiss and Timbo have been made in large, large shareholders in the Triller network. For an undisclosed amount, might I add, undisclosed. Okay, you know what that means. Although some appear to be confused as to what the deal actually means, Versus wasn't sold to Triller so much as it was incorporated into the existing Triller network. Uh, Triller bought it. It has become a subsidiary or something like that. It is not. It, it, whatever it is, Triller is now putting the money behind it. They don't, they're not the only two that have to say. I don't care what the fuck they say. It would be no point in selling it, even if they went, if they went and got a glorified investor. It's bullshit. Just because you have a company, a Triller stock means nothing. You're a brand manager now, okay? Uh, so don't try to play the kids on the kids and tell you. Hip-hop, hot new hip-hop pointed out that Rainey Jr. responded to their comments. They made 40-plus people large shareholders of Triller, so that's way he added. Uh, it's okay. But I wish they would have just kept full ownership. Those who have competed with, uh, in Versus uh, series have been allocated a portion of Swiss and Timberland's equity, including the likes of John Legend, Gucci Mane, Payla Bell, D'Angelo, among others. Okay, let's, let me explain something, why this was a good deal in my opinion, okay? Versus is about to give the fuck out. Nobody gives a fuck about Versus anymore, okay? It was cute back in April of last year and made the fuck of last year, okay? And listen, these dudes sold an idea that fucking Babyface and 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 and, and uh, Teddy Riley could have fucking done on their own. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, it's these 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 dudes literally sold sold a concept they did on live, like on Instagram live. I mean, they hardly any when they first started, they hardly put any fucking money in it. I mean, you could, they could barely get audio and shit right, right? So now we're coming to the point where. Uh, you know, uh, the the pandemic is over. It's starting to be over. God, hopefully, or come come one coming out their houses. Maybe live shows will talk, start back. So they need money. They need an investor to come in and make versus something more than the internet. Okay, and uh, they probably don't have that the funds to do it, but Triller does. Okay, so. This is what they and and they made a and to me they made a great deal because it's gonna go the fuck down. They said nobody's gonna be paying the fuck the fuck the fuck two verses in a few months unless they do something else with it, okay? And so it, it's smart to they sold this nothing idea for something. So it was a smart move to me uh, with something that's probably about to go down. You know how I know it's about to go down the D'Angelo situation. D'Angelo barely had. 130, maybe 200 to 300,000 people on there when they were once getting a million people with some people. Okay? So nobody gives a fuck anymore. Everybody wants, everybody like, fuck, we don't want to see that no more. Okay? It was cute for its time, but now they, in order to keep that brand special, they have to do something more with it. And Timberland and Swiss probably did not have the funds to do that. So they needed a partner to come in who did have the funds. So that's why they sold it. And they made a good, in my personal opinion, a good deal off of it by getting shares, uh, by becoming shareholders in Triller, still having a little bit of a say, 
over the uh, over the uh, idea because it's it's you know it was a fucking nothing deal anyway. I mean, think of it. Think of how they did that shit. They literally made money off of nothing. To me, in my personal opinion, I never understood why artists went with the birds. <laughs> I really didn't. I never understood it. I don't. Maybe Maxwell was smart to not go with it. I don't know. But I mean, you know, I, I, but I'm just saying here that uh, I I can see why they sold it. It was time. Okay, it just was not going to be in, in the next few months. Uh, if they continue to do it the way they've been doing it and not expend it into something, a bigger brand and into something else, it's going it's going to fall apart anyway, okay? All right, so that's what I have to say about that. But I'm not mad at Michael Rainey Jr. saying what he said. That's what I, was, I mean, you know, he said, he said what he thought. And he and then for Swiss and then try to, try to make him feel like he wasn't right. No, he's right. You sold the fuck company. Shut the fuck up. But you just made a great deal. I agree. I think he made a hell of a deal, uh, you know, and just, you know, and you could have explained that, but instead of saying we owners, we still own it. No, you didn't. You playing? Uh, you, you playing on the? Oh yeah, time goes back tonight. I forgot about. That's why we been. That's why it's been acting crazy. You're. Oh yeah, I just. Yeah, damn, I forgot. So technically, it's really eleven this year. I love the time going back. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I love that shit. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So that's why everything's been so crazy, okay? So the time literally went back, okay? I get it, I get it. All right, so, so you know, yeah, let's, so that situation, I, I'm not mad at switching them. They made a hell of a business deal out of nothing, okay? So I, I'm not mad at that idea at all, what they did, okay? Now let's talk about Mr. C out in the DJ Mr. C educates Mano on his attraction to trans women. He says, it's what I do. Okay, this is according to MadamNoray.com. It says, in the past, legendary hip-hop DJ Mr. C opened up briefly about his attraction to trans women and his sexual acts he's engaged in with them, doing, uh, doing so in an effort to clear the air regarding his sexuality. He said he's not gay. But during a recent appearance on Mano uh, Presents Kitchen Talk podcast, Mr. C elaborated on his sexual preference and schooled the Brooklyn MC on the correct terminology to use when we're referencing trans women. You know my story. You know how I am. You know what I do. My story is well documented, C said in the response to questions about his involvement with trans women and in regards to making news for soliciting prostitutes, including a cross-dressing one, and dealing with a man in drag. That's what I do, bro. You know me. It's what I do. Okay, you got the beat. You got the audio here? I think we just, it's the audio? Hopefully we got the audio so y'all can hear it. Um, okay, we do. This is from Kitchen Talk Podcast. Uh, let's see. And this is Nano and Mr. Steve. Oh, you know, my, story, my story is well documented. Okay, so we get ready. I'm going to let y'all hear this, okay? Uh, Mr. Steve talking about this. Hmm. Get it up here. Okay, let me let y'all hear. Here we go. I just wanted to know how you how you got that. No, I don't. I, 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 I absolutely... 
specifically women. Okay, okay, okay. I like that. That's cool. But okay. So people talk you like trannies, though. That's what I do, bro. That's you know me. You know what I do. That's what I do. It's, it's but you document. like trannies. Do you consider yourself a gay man? I mean, I've, I, I've answered that question way back when, when, when I got arrested in 2011, 2013. No, no. Yeah, I, I know we got well, I don't, I consider myself trisexual. I'll try anything. Okay. Hey, I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. I'll try anything. I respect Not anything. Not, not literally not anything. But the point I'm making is, is that I, the only thing I've done with transsexuals is that I got Top head from a transsexual. I've never had never sex. Went, you never I went never had. I never penetrated. Never hit a nigga. Never hit a nigga. No. Never hit a nigga. No. Not one time. No. Never okay. in my life. Never had sexual intercourse with a transsexual. But what? But what, what, what is it? But like, what is the thing with with, with, with transsexuals? Like, because it's a man, so it's like because it's footage, right? It, where it's like this dude tapes you, right? Right. And y'all like haggling over the prices of hay, right? It was like, well, let me, let me let me correct you. Right. It wasn't a dude that taped me. Right. It was a transsexual. Okay. Woman. Okay. Transsexual. I don't want them. I don't want them to get at you. Don't get at me. It was a transsexual woman that taped me. It was okay. not a man. Okay. I don't understand all this shit. But I'm I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying. You, you, you want to learn yeah. from the master? <laughs> <laughs> you want to learn from the master? You want to learn from the master? So 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 because I don't He was thrown out there where he had to be honest. 
Malik Yobo is being honest about his situation. But there are a lot of men out there that are not honest, honest about transsexual relationships, that have transsexual relationships. I mean, a number of them, there is a famous right now, I ain't going to say no name, but a very famous somebody. very famous that has been accused of being with transsexuals all the time, okay? Go back and a movie star, okay? There's a lot of men out here. There's a very famous rapper that allegedly had to pay the inquire a million bucks, allegedly put out a story about them in a transsexual. And listen, some of these transsexuals can fool you now because a lot of them look, they, these operations are getting good as fuck. <laughs> but for the ones who know, there are a lot of men who know and and mess with transsexuals, or, or transsexuals, a lot of celebrity males. I remember hearing this story one time. I don't know if it's true, and I ain't going to put out nobody. I ain't putting nobody on blast. Don't write me no letters. I ain't, saying that. I ain't even saying no names of who it was. But it was a, two famous males I allegedly... Who had a room full of trannies that alleged people were saying. Now, they didn't look like trannies to me. I mean, I, I don't want to say trannies. Y'all know what I mean, transsexual women, okay? And and people, a lot of people were saying they were transsexual women. Now, they didn't look like that to me, but they maybe they had good operations. You know what I'm saying? Now, everybody looks like, uh, looks hard as a, you know, uh, as a transsexual woman, Okay. And a lot of people were saying a lot of the women that were in the room were transsexuals, and some people were saying these men prefer that, okay? So there are a lot of men in the entertainment world and outside of the entertainment world in all segments who like transsexual women, okay? It is what it is. Some of them say it doesn't necessarily mean they're gay, I you know. But I've heard all kinds of rumors about all kinds of people, some of your favorite singers, rappers, musicians, all kind of stuff up here dealing with transsexuals, okay? Mr. C is not alone in his love for transsexual women. Shit, okay? Malik Yoba is not alone in his love for transsexual women from men who claim to be straight, okay? It is what it is, all right? It, just, it, just, it is. And I don't know why people are so shocked by that that that, that conversation about it, okay? I, I really don't. I really don't understand why people are shocked by that, okay? And, uh, again, Mr. C, it opens up a great conversation for people to have, you know what I'm saying, surrounding that type of thing, you know, has a woman, you know, how I feel about that, if I knew somebody I was with, I, I there's a lot of questions around that because, I mean, it's very hard. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you know, transsexual women consider themselves women, right? And uh, that's a very tired conversation because as a woman, um, 
I know most straight males don't want to be involved with anybody who they say that was once a male most of the time. Most straight, not all straight males. Most straight males are not that open-minded about the situation. So, um, I, so I, you know, I, you know, shit, can we get to the point in society where women are okay with a man if he's dated a transsexual woman before? Can we get? Is there? Is that a possible? Is that a possibility that we can have? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's a possibility even with myself where I wouldn't be having my eyebrow up. And I'm honest with y'all. I know I'll be honest about this shit on here, okay? It is what it is. And I know some transsexual people who are probably listening to me right now saying, well, now it's a lot of this not fair. We women too or whatever. But, you know, shit. No, because I understand the male psyche on the straight male psyche would not consider that head straight, okay? Um, yeah, interesting, okay? Interesting. Very interesting conversation and an interesting one to uh, to talk about. I, I think it's pretty pretty uh, deep that he, he's, he's now being embracing it that hard. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, but it frees him up, you know what I'm saying? And he hasn't... He doesn't have to go around sneaking anymore, which a lot of men be running around here sneaking, okay? Sneaking with they, uh, uh, their uh, with their sexual desires, okay? Uh, you know, a lot of, and a lot, and, and a part of me, I've talked about this before because a lot of men who get a lot of sexual activity, um, that's why I always say, if you're open, same thing with women, if you get a lot of sexual activity in, uh, some or if you have sexual addictions, you can be open to, up to where, like he said, he was a trisexual. He'll try anything, <laughs> right? Uh, I believe there's a lot of trisexuals in today's society because we're dealing, we're in a society today where uh, <clears throat> where sexuality is such, um, it's so upfront, it's so everywhere. You know what I'm saying? In in some ways, and in some ways, in not a healthy way. We don't have real healthy discussions, to me, about uh, the true essence of sexuality. So a lot of times what we'll have is a lot of, especially a lot of the young people experimenting um, with sexuality in very strange ways and opening themselves up to a lot of things. That's why I think sometimes the kids don't want to have labels because I feel like a lot of kids are dealing probably in this over-sexualized world with sexual addictions and they don't recognize their sexual addictions. But like, you know, especially when you're in something like Mr. Season in the entertainment world where sex, if you're a popular DJ or you're a popular musician or you're a popular actor or something like that can come from everywhere and sometimes people are trying to up the antes in their hot. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I had five bitches tonight. Now I want five bitches in a tranny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And a transsexual. Or I want, uh, you know, now I want, I want all transsexuals. All right, now I want, because you get to, you're doing so much. You, you're having so much. You're open to so much. And then, you a lot of times a lot of people you'll find have childhood trauma and all that stuff and it's just you know I don't want to trigger none of y'all out here because some of y'all be listening to me and shit and y'all be getting triggered don't get triggered I'm just saying what it is so I you know Mr C is very honest and open and that's a great discussion he's having with Mano and he's schooling Mano on that but I mean you know it, 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 what can I say he, he's telling them hey I like him 
where a lot of men are hiding in that industry and not saying they like them, okay? I mean, there's a particular actor that got a movie out right <laughs> I ain't gonna say no, I know who I'm talking about. That's always been thrown around with transsexuals. Listen, even listen, I'm gonna tell you, Richard Pryor kind of normalized it. Richard Pryor talked about how he had a relationship with a transsexual for years in his comedy. For about a couple of years, he had a living or he was living with them or something. Richard Pryor was very open about that shit. You, there's a, I've actually heard the comic skit that he did on that. I think I did. So it was. It, it, Richard Pryor was pretty open. I don't know if it was fake, if he was faking that, but a lot of people said that was that was it was a, it was a real relationship that Richard Pryor was open about having with a transsexual. Remember Teddy Pendergrass, okay, who was the sex fucking symbol of the eighties. Turn off the lights. Bitches, bitches was throwing their panties up on the Yes, Teddy. Teddy, when he got into that car accident, it was a transsexual woman with him. Now. The transsexual woman said he was taking her home. She never threw Eddie, Bur- Eddie, Eddie. I mean, she never threw him under the bus. And she, that transsexual looked good. That transsexual for the seventy, for the eighty transsexual, that transsexual was she. That he, he didn't look. She didn't. She does. She doesn't. She's very soft. She doesn't look like a, a man. But she, he was taking her home or something. She said nothing ever happened between them. But a lot of people were suspecting Teddy Pendergrass of liking that. You know, liking so liking uh, transsexuals. There's a lot of men who fuck around with transsexuals. Okay, and they've been doing it for a number of years and shit. Okay. I'm not saying Teddy was out here playing around with transsexuals. I'm just saying he was in a car accident, and that major car accident, a transsexual was in the car with him, but she said he was offering to take her home, but other people have thought different over the years, okay? I'm just saying he was a fucking sex symbol, okay? And there is, and right now, there's even a popular actor right now, movie out, always been in the news with transsexuals. I'm stopping. I'm stop right now. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Shit, I ain't got to tell y'all who I'm talking Y'all know exactly who the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just saying there is a, and transsexuals done went to his lawyer on Instagram and Twitter sometimes. <laughs> talking about, I, I mean, what transsexual was arguing with a lawyer or something, talking about they owe him money or something, and they described the actor's house and stuff. Some men just have a thing for that, okay? It, it, it is what it is. And like Mr. C said, Mr. C said he just had a thing for the oral sex. It's a lot of men who say that, okay? A lot of straight men who claim that, all right? So, hey, I thought it was an interesting thing to put out there, and I thought that he was being honest about it, and that's to be commended, okay? All right, so in other news, uh about Master P, uh, we talk about Swifties. Let's talk about Tyrese is ass out in these streets. Wasn't Tyrese just last week? Tyrese is a moody ass Virgo. But let me tell you something, Virgo. Hey, let me tell you something, Virgo. Because I done looked up your, your woman. I knew it was something about her I liked. I liked her, but she's some things I'm like kind of, I'm looking at her kind of with a some, it was something about her that I kind of connected with. I was like, oh, I kind of like Tyrese's wife. His ex or his soon-to-be ex-wife, Samantha, I was like, I kind of like her. Samantha's a fucking Scorpio. Okay. Because she was on, I was on her live, 
she was talking about, you know, she was, <laughs> these Scorpios are something, yeah. Especially when we Jesus girls, we go between Jesus and Christ. We be everywhere, but but she she was uh, she was talking about uh, she was uh, she was on her live and they asked her what her zodiac sign. She's like, I'm a Scorpio or whatever. I was like, I knew it, I felt it because I was like, it's something about her I like. But she was she but last just the other week, Tyrese was talking about out in these streets, talking about he's gonna get his wife back. Wasn't it a couple of weeks ago? I'm gonna get my wife back. This Virgo. What's he doing? Out here with his new girl, a new girl, who apparently got a man, too. <laughs> we gonna get mad in a minute. <laughs> okay, but Tyrese is out here in these streets with a new girl already. He ain't even divorced. You know, I think he's just trying to make the some uh, Samantha mad out of the streets. Uh, Samantha, whatever you do, she already said she don't want no famous men no more. Uh, Samantha, whatever you do, don't go back to Tyrese again. <laughs> oh my goodness! It says Tyrese's new girlfriend. Oh Lord, he's running around. Tyrese is something else, child. He is. I mean, he just he's just like us talking about. It. He just do. He just do. But let's talk about this from yourweb.com. dot com. He says Tyrese is booed up with new girlfriend Zelly Timothy following divorce announcement. Okay, uh, it appears Tyrese Gibson wasted no time getting booed up after calling it quits with his wife late last year. Tyrese announced in December that he and his wife of four years, Samantha Gibson, will get a divorce. Over two months later, the R&B singer has debuted the new lady in his life. Now, he just said about a week or two ago, I'm going to get my wife back. <laughs> That's probably almost a total fuck that. <laughs> oh, Tyrese, you can only play with a Scorpio so much. No wonder she was talking about, I don't want to go back to that. I don't want a more famous man. Anyway, where she said, for, for a show this Gibson took to Instagram to reveal his new girlfriend is 25-year-old model Zaylee Timothy. He posted a video of them getting cozy inside a club, and they were also spotted at the All-Star Weekend festivities in Atlanta. Listen, Tyrese is really missing you, Samantha. This is why he's at, uh, he said, ne- what he put, never go out, anti, what he put, uh, let me see here, let me go to Tyrese. What did he put here on his post? What's Tyrese put over here? Uh, never go out, anti-social, black, hashtag, black cancers. He captioned the photo using a line from his hit song, Ty- his hit song, Fines. Tyrese continued, I don't know what it is, but those Leos drive me, question mark. I'll, I'll start ATL, never been so happy about sitting alone in my life. <laughs> COVID is still very real out here. Stay safe. This Virgo ain't shit. <laughs> they ain't talking about Leos. Negroes, listen here, that Scorpio know better. Let me just, let me explain to you something to you, something to you Virgo, okay? Blame. 
something real, real good to you, okay? Because if the, the Scorpio makes the decision to leave, and now she's making videos telling people to see the Scorpio's already putting herself out there. I see her on her thing. She's already getting ready. She, you know, she be talking to Jesus, but she be she be throwing, she be showing her body outfits. <laughs> And she'd be flowing her hair back. She's already moved. She's already going past. So you know that, Virgo. That little shit with this little girl ain't working. She's done, okay? And and, and stuff like that will probably even make, and depending on what she got in her chart. I know me, that would even make me even, that would even make me more mad. I would show me what you really was, that you're trying to show out now on here with another girl. And, and you, you was just talking about getting me back a week ago. Yeah, uh, that would that does nothing but piss a Scorpio off, and she's probably ready to she's ready for them that ink to dry so fast. <laughs> probably consider it a big ass mistake. <laughs> Damn it, Samantha, you should have looked at the first one. You should have looked at that first wife that told that first wife was trying to tell you. That first wife was trying to tell you. You said, what do you want from me? Remember these other crimes, too? Uh, Tyrese was kind of out there. Them Virgo men. <laughs> Not all y'all Virgo men. But a lot of y'all. <laughs> Child. So he out here trying to be cute. Trying to think he making Samantha jealous. It's not getting, Samantha's not getting jealous. Samantha looks like she, she's auditioning for next round. <laughs> Uh, you know, listen. There is what can you say about Tyrese? There is the and then now it came out. Let me. I, this was the funny part. I saw this today on Rhymes and Snitch. Let me pull this up. Okay, what is this? So Rhymes and Snitch dot com. Uh, okay, it says uh, Zelly Timothy's ex. <laughs> I guess Zilly, Zilly, is am I saying her name right? I'm sorry, sis, if I'm not saying your name right, but it says, last week, actor, singer Tyrese, this is from RhymesandSnitch.com, says, last week, actor, singer Tyrese Gibson, who's in the middle of his second messy divorce, uh, went public with his new girlfriend on Instagram, model Zilly Timothy. Someone should have told Zilly's ex. <laughs> this week, a video recorded live stream leaked online with Zilly's ex quizzes her about Tyrese if she admits their affair, okay? Yo, let's hear the tape. Let's go. We like it. Let's pay attention. Okay, let's see. Tyrese wanted to clap them cheeks. Uh, 
Oh, sir, sir, sir. Who is this man? Who is this guy? Uh, somebody should have told her boy, her ex-boyfriend. Is, what's his name? Uh, I don't even know his name. What is Trap Beckett? What is his name? Listen, okay. Sir, sir, she's upgraded. Okay. Tyrese is a part of the Fast and Furious franchise. He has a couple of hit albums. Uh, he, you know, as a matter of fact, Z, you made a big mistake. Okay, you let him take you. Fuck that. I would never have let my ex take me after I have. I don't know if you upgraded necessarily to Tyrese, but for her, it probably is an upgrade. Tyrese wouldn't be considered an upgrade for my ex. Tyrese is a little unstable. <laughs> okay. I'd be like, that's a unstable. That Negro is unstable. I don't know, you know. But having your ex-boyfriend tape you and go live, and you're talking about Tyrese wanted to hit it and all that stuff and shit like that, you you know, dudes in the probably that world, they don't want other men to see that shit. So, I mean, I'm just saying that your upgrade game, I know you got to date with them, but you got to, if you want to keep having dates with them, you can't let ex-boyfriends be taping you saying crazy shit. Like, you can't be, or it just seems messy. You're already being messy, and Tyrese only took you out, as far as we know, on one date, publicly. And now you got your ex-boyfriend on here because he's mad because you've upgraded. I mean, sorry it happens. At least she didn't leave you for you know, it, it's Tyrese. You can tell people, damn, my girl left me for Tyrese. And everybody's like, shit, nigga, I can't blame <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. You know, people do say, I mean, you can say, well, that people will be like, I can't blame her. <laughs> you know, if they would, you would have said, she let me from that bum down the street. They're like, damn, that's messed up. But Tyrese, people will be like, ah, oh, yeah, dude, damn. Yeah, damn, that's messed up. I would have tied that for Tyrese. That's what people would say. You know, you can't feel bad because not many people could stand up to, to Tyrese. I mean, sir, she left me for Tyrese. I mean, well, I guess it, it uh, do cut. I mean, I wouldn't consider Tyrese a great, but for her and you in this relation, you, I don't know who he is. But for her, that's an upgrade, okay? Now, the shit she's going to have to deal with messing with Tyrese is 90 degrees in in, in the house. How they ass. <laughs> I don't know. And what I'm talking about is Tyrese talking about he sleeps with the, with the uh, heat on 90 degrees because to keep COVID away, okay? Tyrese is special, okay? <laughs> that's why I'm saying. I don't know if it's an upgrade, but for it's it sounds good. It may not be an upgrade, but sir, it sounds good. If, if you want to tell, if you get, you know, it, it, you don't have to be embarrassed by being left by Tyrese, okay, for Tyrese, because it just sounds good on paper. It may not really be good, but it sounds good on paper, okay? I mean, that's just like if, a, you know, A chick say, you know, a chick leaves, you know, for leave you for, uh, for what's his name? What's the what's the R and B boy? What's that boy? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Trey Songz. You know, oh damn, I'll do it. was Trey Songz. But all right, Bruno Mars. You know, they like, oh, dude, she's gonna go. She's gonna go. It's Bruno. Okay, you 
you not I'm not I'm putting you I'm putting Tyrese way up there. But I'm just saying, you know, you, at least it sounds good, so it's nothing to be embarrassed about. But I, he's trying to throw salt in your game, Z Z or whatever your name is, because he takes it. And that's the bad part, okay? You should not have been arguing him on tape. If you was going to get your stuff, you should have quietly been getting your stuff and let him talk shit. You shouldn't have been saying nothing on the tape except for goodbye, see you later. <laughs> oh, Lord. <sighs> a mess, a hot mess. What do I do? This show is a hot mess. <laughs> oh, Jesse Williams. Oh, God. Remember when we all thought Jesse Williams was smoke? I mean, I'm not saying he not woke, but we thought he was something special. We were, it's the went down. Jesse, we done went down about you. Your stock done went down a little bit. I mean, it's so much shit come out about Jesse Williams every damn, every now and then. Like, you're like, damn, is this the dude that read that, the talked all that stuff on VT when he got that award? It's hard to believe. I remember thinking, damn, wow. I remember when I saw but then a part of me, I said this on the show, I was going, hmm, I had my eyebrow up about it. And I talked about a while on the show. A few, but but this is a new, this is from RonaldSmith.com. It says, four years ago, Je- actor Jesse Williams wrecked his marriage after getting caught cheating with fellow actor Mika Kelly, okay? Allegedly, I guess they said. And now Jesse is being accused of trying to wreck another marriage. Uh, the, this week, the husband of Jesse Gray's anatomy co-star is quite... Kryler uh, Lee claimed Jesse seduced his wife after befriending them both. <laughs> she seduced. He seduced. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> Is that what you're telling them, girls? <laughs> what do you all want? Gossip? Okay, here's the deal. Jesse tried to destroy my family but did not succeed. Really, just destroy his own because he's all about him. Truth to save his own ass. Fake. Let's talk. Add Jesse Williams. I'm ready. Okay, it's taken a lot of years to get here. I'm sorry for the for that, truly, but y'all need to know that Add Jesse Williams is a fraud. This guy's been manipulating women for way too long. I know y'all gonna think I'm wrong because y'all love Grey's Anatomy, but truth, funny, maybe truly no justice in the world. So let's go backwards. Um, you know me, of course, my wife. Ha ha ha. You told me. You wanted to be like me because I was not an act, just an act, just an actor or a musician, but a producer. Then you decided my wife should be fair game when she admits a complete mental breakdown, bipolar. <laughs> Is that what she blaming it on? <laughs> I know a lot about it, bipolar people. Okay, they don't necessarily be cheating on these people. That what she tell you? Okay. Uh, yeah, she was trying. She was trying to figure it out. And honestly, I love this woman more than anything. No, he don't, because he's telling her fucking business on Instagram. You don't love her, okay? And I see why the fuck she was running around out in these streets. <laughs> Would give my life for her and all she is. I do understand I can't win this one because of his fame, but just thought y'all should know the truth. Take it or leave it. Don't feel. Like, y'all want to know the truth, but it's what it is. Sorry for bursting the bubble. Okay, so he's claiming that Jesse had a piece of his life because she had a bipolar breakdown, and she was just trying to figure out all this shit in the world. I mean, come on. like 
I'm not saying she wasn't bipolar. I'm not saying she had no breakdown. But that's it to see with the, to, if she if it's true, the story is true. If she accidentally slipped on Jesse Williams' dick, it's because she probably wanted to. Okay, listen, we're grown here. We have grown conversations. Okay, sir, sir, you're on Instagram saying that you love your wife very much, but you're talking about an old affair she had, and you're letting the world know this is why you got cheated on. <laughs> You're an ass. Why would you tell that? I know you think you're dissing Jesse Williams, but you're throwing your fucking wife under the bus. My God, like all your friends will probably know everybody. Yeah, she got to walk around with shame. Man, I didn't want everybody to know. For the wife. So I understand. I'm just sitting here listening to him rant on the that he wrote this all on Instagram to out Jesse Williams, but he outed you. Okay, I see what happened. Listen, not only do men affairs, women do too. And men and women have the affairs and for various reasons. Various. Not all or not everybody is just a roof roof and out to do doggy shit. Some people all in love. Some people it realizes their shit's at the end. Like Alicia, I am. I already brought it up. Like Mashonda, like when Mashonda and Swiss Beats was at the end, there come Alicia Keys. She felt her soulmate. You know, shit happened. It was ending. It was over. What's what's Alicia supposed to be doing? <laughs> she didn't want to wait. It happened. I'm not dissing marriage. I'm married. I'm not dissing marriage. I'm realistic. Okay, things happen. Shit happens. Okay. Now to but to if you and your wife have healed past Jesse Williams, why the fuck would you go on Instagram and tell that shit? It is quite obvious why she cheated. Because you're an ass. I see it. You, you're telling, you're throwing her ass under the bus. Like, literally. You're not just throwing Jesse under the bus. You're throwing her under the bus, too. Oh, my God. This is terrible. Ma'am, I don't know if he really loves you. He might be still mad at you. Sometimes it's best, especially women, okay? Women, let me explain something, Okay. Women can have emotional affairs, right? And women can have uh, a a, a lot of things, but I'm going to say this, and it's very hard because it's hard for men. It's not hard for women because men, the difference is men can have sex with a lot of women, and sometimes women can too, but very few, okay? But men can have sex with uh, women and become detached. They, They don't really love them. They can have... Men can have sex with bitches they hate. Like, they do. I don't understand it. I don't understand, but they can do that. Men can just be like, I don't and, and, and wait and come up off of it like, like they where well, they're not attached. So is so in affairs when men have affairs and men and I heard this one night. I remember I heard this on the show a show one night I was watching and I thought I said you're exactly right when men 
uh, tend to, you know, uh, uh, have affairs. You know, sometimes men's men's emotions are not attached to sex. So, ladies, you have to be very careful. Now, sometimes women can be like men nowadays where their emotions are not attached to sex either, okay? Women, there's a lot of men who are very masculine and shit like that nowadays. But the honest truth, most women are not built that way. When a woman goes past the emotional phase and she starts to fuck another man, it's like literally that. It, it's, it's, mm. She's probably in a, she's not only emotionally attached to him, she's in love with him most of the time, right? Because women don't just, it's very hard for women to do that. Unless you, she's, you know, she's become hardened to shit. But most of the time, women taking the affair past physical, I mean, past emotions, and it gets physical, it's probably, you know, like Jada. Okay, let's talk about Jada Pinkett for a second, okay? Now, Jada, I think, is an old school player, too. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it was really that, you know. I I think it was kind of emotional for Jada, though. But I also think Jada's an old school player. Like, Jada's like, this is a young boy. He looks real nice. He got, he got, he working with something, you know, Will and me, we kind of open with this shit. I'm going to have some fun. Right. But I believe you see Jada got emotionally kind of involved with him and he got emotionally involved with him. And why I say Jada got emotionally involved with him because she was being sloppy with it and taking him on trips with her kids and everything like that. That's the fucking heat. That's, that's, that's sloppy. Men would never, men, when men, when they not, if they don't like you, they ain't taking you on no trip with their kids and stuff. You ain't going to have nothing to side chick and not have nothing to do, nothing with nothing. But Jada was, you can become a somewhat emotionally attached to him because women are different in affairs. And I loved, I was listening to, um, Jada on Red Table Talks, and she had this uh, talk with um, with uh, with uh, this lady. I forget her name, Esther, or something. But she's really good talking about different relationships, why people go through affairs and stuff. But she said, when men, she said, when men have an affairs, she was just talking about it's different. But she said, but most of the time, she finds out finds that when women have an affair, most of the time they want to change the story. Oh, I was like, oh, that's deep. They they don't like the story they're living in, and they want to change the story, okay? That's very true. Or, you know, there's sometimes, like, uh, there's situations, like, I love one of my favorite stories is uh, I talk about Amy Grant and Vince Hill on these streets, okay? Amy Grant. And I don't do I don't I don't look at Amy Amy Grant with the scarlet letter. I just don't. She never. She said she never had an affair with Vince Gill. She had an emotional one in her head, but she didn't really have one. But there's guilt surrounded around that because her and Stephen Curtis Chapman at the time was it was a Stephen Curtis Chapman she was married to. I get it mixed up. Well, what they was messing around. I mean, so her and Stephen Curtis Chapman got married. They was a perfect little Christian couple. Everybody was like, they so sisters, singers. They every people put them together, right? But there were problems underneath the surface, you know, that, that, that people just did not see. And Amy meets Vince, and her whole world is turned topsy turvy, and she ends up she's. 
she's done had kids with this man, and and she's in this perfect world that everybody thinks is perfect, and she's trying to keep up appearances, but she's met Vince Gill over in these streets, and so you know, it it took years for that to happen, them to get together, okay. They, she, she literally had, they literally both had to divorce, end up divorcing their spouses. They never had an affair, both, but they did was having an emotional affair because people would say they see them together and they'd be like, damn, they look, they, they got chemistry. But the thing is, they didn't act on it because she was respectful. She was respectful of Stephen. And I think she loved Stephen. I don't think she didn't love Stephen. I just think that there was somebody she clicked better with. You know what I'm saying? So I, it, it, I don't knock women all the time, and I don't knock men all the time. This is what what I will say, depending on the circumstances. What I will say is in this situation, listening to this man talk about Jesse Williams having an affair with his wife, and he's saying he loves his wife now very much, but he just wanted to tell everybody, why would you, it does not sound, I see why. This is why I come to an understanding why I see why she was playing around, because you Years later, put Jesse and her on blast. What kind of man are you? Who would even do that? Sucks. Terrible. Now she got to walk around with that shit all on her again. She she got to relive like, damn, I did. Uh, uh, I did mess around. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, I mean. Now they say in the you know in certain with certain mental illnesses it can affect your sexuality. So maybe she did have a breakdown, and shit, Jesse was there. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna try to go with this. This is what they think. He said she took he took advantage of a bipolar moment. That shit, maybe that shit happened. I doubt it. I bet the feeling was there. Also to one uh. uh she she just probably wanted. Sir, listen, sir, I think you're angry. Your woman wanted Jesse Williams, okay? And she went and she went and dealt with it. <laughs> and she used, she came back <laughs> and said, damn, I had a hyper, I broke down, I had a bipolar moment. <laughs> but, sir, I'll tell you this, okay? Like I just told Tyrese's uh, uh, girlfriend's ex-boyfriend. Sorry, at least it was with Jesse Williams. Sir, you'll take some solace and that it was with Jesse Williams. Will Smith has no solace. Playing on me with fucking, what's his, I don't even forgot the boy's name. What's the boy's name? What was his name? The R&B singer. Oh, Lord, no, no, I'm not really trying to be mean. What's that boy's name that Taylor was messing around with? Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. I got to look it up. See? See, I'm looking. Huh? What's his name? August Alcina. I mean, listen what Jada Will got to say. And she's out here playing on you on August Alcina, Will? Oh, dang. You know, it's really like, dang. Oh, man. Man, she done embarrassed you with August Alcina. See, men, men are real embarrassed when it's really... (laughs) When it's a low life, they like, but sir, you can take solace in that your wife went with a hot 
green-eyed star. Like Jesse Williams. <laughs> oh God, I sleep. <laughs> it's a mess when it's late. Okay, the Carolina Chatwood show is an absolute mess when it's late. When it's late, I get absolutely messy. I say crazy shit on this show, <laughs> but that's why y'all listen. Okay, so uh, yeah, interesting though that he did that. How crazy and how rude! If I'm his wife, I'd be so mad right now. I'd be hot. I mean, really. That is just ridiculous, okay? Okay, so when I come back, we're going to complete uh, the show about this. There's a couple of things we got to talk about. Anita Baker, okay? I got to talk about, talk to Miss Talk. I got to, I got to, I'm getting ready to have a, 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 a celebrity intervention. I haven't had one on here for a while, but I'm getting ready to have one tonight for Miss Anita. Y'all know I love me some Miss Anita. I love me some Anita Baker, but tonight, I gotta have a fucking cele- a celebrity intervention for Anita Baker, okay? Damn, I don't want to do this. Damn, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> but I gotta have one, okay? All right, so we're gonna talk about Anita Baker, and then we're gonna uh, talk about uh, Andrew Cuomo, okay? We gotta talk about Andrew Cuomo. The Democrats is literally throwing his ass under the bus. Andrew Cuomo went hard for the Democrats, too. See how they do you? Democrats, let me tell you something, though. Them punk-ass Republicans, though, let me tell you something. They hardly throw their people on the bus. Now, they threw Donald Trump, Trump down the bad ass under the bus because the neocons don't like him. But when the Republican parties are all together, they will act like they don't see shit with their people. They... <laughs> The Republicans go hard. That's why they punking Joe up there now. They said they starting to punk Joe again. They the Republicans ain't no punk, boy. They they are not punks. They are not to be better. That's why I said Democrats. I hope y'all know what y'all do it. I hope y'all because these 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 Republicans out these streets is no punk. They man, they've been running Joe's ass about that border. <laughs> they already breaking down Joe's presidency. <laughs> And, and Andrew Cuomo, they were running Andrew Cuomo's ass in the dirt. CNN didn't want to report on it for the longest, but she Fox and OAN and, and and Newsmax went so damn hard. CNN's like, shit, we got to do that. <laughs> CNN wasn't it better when you was the only news uh, media outlet that was biased. I mean, not biased, that had your own, like you were in the middle, you were middle ground. CNN used to be so good, good. Now they got Anderson Cooper out here sounding crazy. I'm like, Anderson used to be a reporter. Y'all got him sounding like a pundit now, let alone crazy-ass Don Lemon. <laughs> I be CNN, though, with all this shit. I remember CNN. I used to look to CNN to be middle ground because, I mean, Fox was out there and MSNBC was out there. So I was like, dang, I, I looked to CNN to be middle ground, but now CNN done turned into the worst of all of them. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about D.C. Young Fly was supposed to be uh, was one of the last three in coming to America. I'm going to talk about why they should have picked D.C. Young Fly to be the son. It would have changed the outcome of the movie, I think. Okay, and... um. Maybe we'll talk about Governor Newsom if we have time. Kim and Kanye not talking. 
uh, we'll try to do that. Okay, get that in. All right, but Ti and Tiny's up and uh, child Ti and Tiny and uh, who else? Um, what's that? What's that? Ti and Tiny, Andrew Como. Oh, and Anita Baker, child, y'all don't want to miss the celebrity intervention. Oh God. I'm, I'm going to shed a tear while I'm on break that I have to do this celebrity intervention for missing Anita because, you know, I don't want to. It, it, it makes me sad. <laughs> That's like, Carlotta, you laughing. You don't make me sad. Yes, it do. I'm trying to laugh to keep from crying. My goodness, because, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful to the legend, right? You know, you never want to be disrespectful to the legend, right? But it's, somebody got to say it. Somebody got to say what needs to be said. Shit, and I'm the person that's gonna say what needs to be said. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, okay, guys, we're gonna go into a break. Here is uh, Groove Theory. Tell me, it's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. I hope you. I, I appreciate you guys of listening to me this late. Y'all crazy. <laughs> All right, here is Tell Me Groove Theory. I'll be back in a moment.
I'll be sure with Night and Day. A little old school for y'all right there. I love that damn song. That song never gets old. I remember years ago, we went to go. This we went to a new edition concert. It was a new edition. A new edition. I had second row seat tickets. I never forget. I always had up front tickets for new edition. Damn, I was a big ass new edition man. <laughs> right? So, like, so I had like second row seat tickets. Me and my friends, right? And I'll be sure was performing. He was like, he was like, like he was opening up with Sherelle. It was like I'll be sure. Who was it? Sherelle? I'll be sure. Was Bobby on that one? I'm not sure if Bobby was on that one or not. I want to say it was Bobby. I'm not sure. New Edition was the headliner, of course. I think it was the Offer Love. Was it the Offer Love tour? Oh my God, memories. You have to be a true New Edition fan to know about the All for Love tour, okay? Oh, my God. Was it the All for Love? I think it was the All for Love tour. That's the All for Love tour? Yes, it was the All for Love tour. Oh, my God. And I had, and I'll be sure it came out, and we were all so, like, excited to see I'll be sure because we thought he was just beautiful. I mean, he came out and he was like, ah, he was just screaming like little crazy girls. <laughs> But yeah, I remember that concert. Man, man, I've been to a lot of shows. You know, I have my ticket shows from all, like, a lot of concerts I went to. I was going through my, like, my senior book. So they used to keep my ticket, ticket subs. And I had, I had tickets from, like, the Fat Boys concert. I was like, damn. <laughs> I mean, I got ticket subs for shit, too. Man, I was like going to concerts. My, I went to my first concert. I was nine. My mom took me to my first concert. Nine years old, no lie. My, my family, my whole family is very into is into music, right? And so my mom was like music too. And my mother and my, and my uh, my mother, I used to love when I was a kid. I loved SOS band. Like that song, Tell Me was my shit. I don't know what they were singing about, but that was my He singing at home. I used to love that song. Tell me, oh my God. I used to love SOS. I just I was into SOS man. I love Zap and all that stuff. I know I like SOS man Zap. But I really was a big SOS band. And my mother got tickets. Her and her girl her and her girlfriend. And she decided, she said, I want to take my baby because my baby loves SOS man. So she took me to see SOS man. Her friend took her child. Her other kid, the other kid didn't know what the fuck was up. I was like, like a grown woman. <laughs> and that was my first cat at concert. It was Gap Band, Zap, SOS Band. Yes, I'm a concert aficionado. I love aficionado. I love concerts. I love, and that's how I fell in love with concerts, right? And so I've seen so many artists in concert. I really like concerts. My mother is probably surprised because my grandparents and my mother are probably surprised. They thought I was probably going to do a do to be a singer, but I fooled them. I fooled them. I got scared of the music industry. But actually, you know that the con. I love. I love going to concerts. I really do. I think they're. I love to see live performances, and I can't wait till they start back again. But that was my little story. I was thinking about that concert where I'll be sure, and that was the first time he had just. He was new out, and he had night and day. And I remember we couldn't wait to see him. And he came out on stage, and he was like so cute. We were going crazy about it. So. My little story for tonight. 
<laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Let's see, should I go with T.I. and Tiny first or Anita? I think I'm going to go with Anita first, okay? Uh, man, Anita Baker. I love Anita Baker. Can I just say fire? I mean, you know, I was listening to Anita the other day, and I was like, damn, do you know how many hits? Like, this, like her album, so many big cuts, so many. I mean, the 80s and 90s, early 90s was such a great time for music. Oh, my God. After about 98, it starts to go, shoo, like taking those dive. But, like, oh, it's a great era. And Anita Baker's era was really special because, the Generation X, I always say Generation X was the last generation that had uh, their parents, that listened to their parents' music. In terms of, it was a cross-generational thing. Like, Generation X was, fan. it's not surprising to, we were we were young, we liked a variety of music. Generation X did. You, we listened to a number of, of, of things. I think we grew up in the best rock and rock era, the best rock era. Shit, I love me. I still listen to soft rock. <laughs> Rock, like soft rock, uh, heavy metal, all that shit from the 80s. That was the best time for rock and roll. Rock and roll was no, it was so fucking, listen, I'm telling you, I, it, was, it, it was a great time for music. And I just think Generation X was the last generation that got the best, like the best merge of all the music. You know what I'm saying? It was just a beautiful like Generation X didn't just listen to like y'all y'all asses just listen to like all the women gotta sound like Beyonce and dressing Leah Torch and shit like that. I mean, we listened to you know how deep Generation X was that we was listening to Chardonnay at seventeen and sixteen years old. We were a very eclectic but I mean just very special in music. A very unique bunch. That generation, because why we appreciated good music. I mean, like I remember, like I was in, I was in this uh, thing, this thing for Charlie. It was Charlie Crocker School. My grandmother used to have me in a, a, some this uh, a, this school, this music school, or whatever. And I remember Herbie Hancock coming to uh, speak to our group, and we was all excited because we used to listen to Herbie Hancock, like rocking and shit. We was listening to instrumental jazz and shit. I mean, the Generation X. Generation X was that, was that, we was the last one. I feel like, I feel so sorry for the generations afterwards because Generation X, did, we did, we failed to pass y'all the great experience because technology came in and started raising y'all asses. But we failed to pass on the great experiences that we got from boomers and beyond. I mean, really. You know what I'm saying? Boomers in the greatest generation. We failed to pass y'all that 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 musical like thing. Like we was listening to Anita Baker in the we were seventeen. Like a seventeen year old today listening to Anita Baker is like they're like, oh, they they brains can't conceive it. They like they you couldn't even begin to sell that off to uh, uh, today, Chardonnay. You couldn't even begin to sell a span like Chardonnay off today to uh, to to this new generation. 
I mean, you know what I'm saying? There's very few D'Angelo's and Maxwell's that emerge in this new generation. They can't almost. It's almost like they can't. But you get that. Very few Erica Badu's that emerge. But you are, I'm going to say Jack Ryan Wright or people like that. Because you know why? Because we failed. We failed you. We didn't pass on, like, you know, real music. And, and, and oh, it's so sad. So that brings me to Anita Baker. You know why she's such a legend? I mean, Anita. So the music legend Anita Baker declares war, ready to fight over her masters. This is according to legit.ng. It says Anita Baker has stated that she is going to fight to own her masters because she has honored her contract. The singer said that artists should own their own masters after 30 years, but she still doesn't own hers. Anita went on a rant about streaming services as well. She thinks they don't pay artists their worth. Over 30 years, we have impacted so many lives together. Each time we uncovered a story of misfortune or injustice, viewers from across the world rallied in support. We gather funds for education, housing, food, for heroes of our stories. Right now, we wish to focus our help on the children of Calabar. Help us change. Well, okay, that's, that's something else. Lord have mercy. I'm reading another thing. They have something here. Ignore that. Okay. It says, American soul singer Anita Baker has, I ignore what I just said. I read something that was in the middle that was some sort of advertisement. But it says, American soul singer Anita Baker has made the decision to fight for her masters. Taking the social media, the artist spoke about how she carried out all her contracts, but it's still made, being made to fight to own her music, Anita's post said. They're no longer, they no longer own my name and likeness. And by law, 30-year-old masters are to be returned, Okay. The singer said that her masters are meant to be hers now, but her record label deals are making her have to fight for it. Anita said that she's ready to fight and she's not going to give up. She kindly asked her fans not to advertise or buy her music from companies, okay? Anita also took the time to tell her fans that streaming companies are not paying artists their worth either. She thanked her fans for their support in streaming her timeless, but, but her timeless because she said, sending me your love, but let's not advertise Spotify streaming, which is publicly traded company with $50 million valuation, but doesn't pay artists, creators their worth. Well, the record company didn't either, Anita. I mean, it's the record company. The record com- the record business has been one of, of this is almost chicken comes to root home to roost on the record companies, too. You know, um, it, that day is over, Anita Baker. But I'm getting ready. I'm not finished. Uh, Let me finish reading this article. So the soul singer spoke about how much money artists make per stream, saying they still have to pay up tax on top of that. Anita has stated they are not making as much money as fans think they are. I know that, of course. I I totally know that. And uh, uh, and, And listen, I totally know that. And an artist like Anita Baker in her day sold actual records. They was cheap. The record companies was in. It wasn't the streaming services that was cheating them. Which to me, I've always been funny about radio artists, radio having to pay a little bit because it kind of works a two way. 
radio advertises you, but has to pay for. <laughs> sometimes your has to pay for your music. I, I never liked that idea, but I think that uh, streaming services no longer you you're no longer gonna get that. Record companies were cheating you back in the day, giving y'all twenty cents an album and shit like that, fifty cents and stuff like that. But they actually sold a lot of albums. Albums so like people could stuff people could get rich off of making records, you know, if they did it right. Uh, because at that time, you know, it was the, it was such a great time in the record stores. There was the record stores and shit like that. Well, I mean, it was great. I used to love going in record stores. Fuck, I used to love going in record stores. I miss that shit. God, let me take a moment to remember, think about that. It was such a wonderful time going in the record, going to get your favorite record. Sad. But Anita, those days are gone. Anita Baker, they're fucking gone. You come, you're a dinosaur. A legendary dinosaur, but yet a dinosaur, okay? Um, I don't blame you for fighting for your masters, but Anita, to tell your fans to not stream your music, to not buy your music, I mean, it's a lot. My personal opinion, it's a lost fucking cause, okay? They're going to stream it. They're going to buy buy it. I don't know. Maybe If anybody's streaming it, like, anyway and anyway now, but probably old heads. And old heads are probably not on social media to hear you say don't stream, okay? Except for if you said it on Facebook, they probably saw it. <sighs> Can I be honest? what I see when I see Anita Baker. The last time I went to see Anita Baker, she was at Essence Fest. She came on before Maxwell. Maxwell was ending the show, I think. Maxwell was late that year, too. He was fucking late. It was like 1 o'clock or something. He came on in. I was half asleep. She but I was happy when he came out. But Anita was there that year, and Anita spent a lot of time on stage. I remember looking and seeing, wow. Like, she spent a lot of time on stage waving to people, talking. Hey, here's what you say, guys. It's such a good show. Hey. I was like, you say, was it memorable? It was okay. Listen, I'm a big Anita Baker fan, okay? Oh, God, let me say this. I don't want to say it. Oh, this is hard, man, what I'm about to say. Anita, you're fucking 63. And you're already running around here talking about retiring. You're fucking 63. You would think you're fucking 83. You're already talking about retiring. Most of the time, Anita Baker, you kind of rude sometimes when you say certain things about music, like you don't want your fans to do this. It's like you're real fucking particular. And I'm like, Anita, it's not 87. Okay. Listen here. Times have fucking changed. Legend can change. And the music business has come to a state where it's even worse now. And all those fucking, I don't know, you know, seems like to me, I'm going to say, can I say something? I I don't know. I heard Anita Baker had a bitter divorce out here, okay? 
I don't know, but it seemed like since that divorce, Anita Baker has turned, uh, taken an even more turn down the, like a lane where she's, I don't know, she comes off a certain way. Like, it's kind of pompous. And she's a legend. She can do it. But don't ask your fans to do that. I'm going to tell you what you need to do, Anita Baker. Be honest here. Okay? I love you, and I'm trying to be honest. When you love somebody, tell them the truth. Fucking young to retire. Okay? Legend. You're talking about you retiring from touring. I don't want to tour anymore. I don't want to need to... Frankie been out here damn near touring for 30 years. I know you're not Frankie. I know that's what you would say. But Indita, welcome to the world. Okay? Get your fucking ass out here and tour. You're just 63. You're going to have to tour. When COVID's over, your ass needs to be on a stage near you to make that fucking money. They're not going to feel sorry for you. They don't give a shit about you. They don't give a shit that you think after 30 years, artists deserve their screen music. And artists, hey, take it to Congress. But meanwhile, you need to have your ass out there on tour. And I'm going to say something else, Anita Baker. You're far too pretty to be looking like you're 63. Anita, you got good skin and good bone. You better get in the gym and get your ass out here on tour. Stop the bullshit. Stop the rhetoric like it's 1988. Get off your high horse. Get your ass out here and do the work and put some new fucking music out here. Shit. Donna Ross talking about putting new music out. How are you sitting up here and not talking about you don't want to put new music out? What the hell is going on? Are you, are you mad? Are you that angry, Anita? Has life dealt you that many blows that you like, fuck it, man. I just say what the fuck I want. You making me think that Luther was right when he was saying, Luther was saying you was the problem on tour. I don't know. But I've been following Anita Baker, and Anita Baker can say some shit sometimes that can be real rude. I'll be like, damn. Like, sometimes I'll be thrown aback by her. But maybe that's just her personality. You know what I'm saying? And she's diva. She got the right to say it. But I've also been watching how she's been moving the last several years. And that's not, listen, I understand people age and change, but that's not the Anita that I remember from the 80s and the 90s. The showman, where the fuck has she gone? I don't even know. I know this. I don't want to hear about your streaming problems. I don't want to hear about your problems. I'm not going to not, people are going to stream, Anita. They love you. They're going to stream. You're, Anita, Anita, you're going to have to get out here now. You're not, they're not just going to give them to you. You're going to have to do the work. You're going to have to build your shit. You're going to have to get people back behind you again in terms of, like, touring, uh, smoothing people. You're going to have to get back out there and, and really sell that artist meat. Sell, you're going to have to sell it. You're going to, you can't just sit behind your fucking Twitter account. Y'all need to stop tweet, uh, streaming and, and doing Spotify. That's not going to work, Anita. It's not. It's just not going to work anymore. You're going to have to get out here and sell yourself so that the younger kids can know you, know, know about you and know why not to do that. Dave Chappelle could ask that because Dave Chappelle is out here giving comedy shows and all kind of stuff. He's built a rapport with new and older audiences. Your ass has been talking about retiring, and you 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 say that's it. I'm not doing no more reps. I'm just it. You say it with like like it, it's not like grateful. It sounds almost like you mad that people asking you about shit. It's like people. I heard somebody ask 
asked her something the other day, and she kind of returned it kind of in a smart way. I'm like, damn, ain't you grateful? You was a chick that they once told. Anita Baker is a chick they once told could she told her she couldn't sing. And she kept going. Aren't you grateful and humbled by that, that you have had the most powerful career from a woman they told she couldn't sing, which they lied they ass off, but they told a woman she could, and you were able to turn that into something so powerful. And all, now it seems like you just, like, on these accounts, and you seem kind of mad. Anita, I want you to have your masters. But it's a new day and time, baby. And one of the ways you got to do it is you got, if you want the audience to do something for you, you're going to have to smooth. You're going to have to get out here. You're going to have to get out here and sell the fact that Prince even got out here and sold the shit. Prince went on every platform he could and, 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 and was talking shit about the record company. Prince was on there. Prince was out here. He was doing the work. Prince was over Prince understood that it went hand in hand. In order to keep the keep the people behind him, he had to smooth the people. He had to still do music. He had to still be out there moving around. But your ass sitting back talking about, I'm retired. I don't want to make no more fun. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And sometimes you be coming out here looking like you ain't, and you still beautiful. I'm like, why is Anita's hair looking? Anita, you're still very young. I've seen 63-year-olds look uh, very good. You are hanging it up too soon. You're doing, and you want people, you just seem like you want to go sit down and rest somewhere. But we're not going to let you, sis. If you want these masters back out here, you don't have to work that your ass out for them, okay? Hey, Anita Baker, if you're going to have to go and smooth the public. You're going to have to go around here, and you can't just be on Twitter, but you need to be going out here and telling people why it's important uh, to get your message, you need to even make a thing of, you need to go on these podcasts and all these things and talk to young people about schooling them about the mu- music business. You need to give fucking back. Say it. I don't want to say it, but it just seems like, I, I, it just seems like you thought, when you follow her, I've always felt that about her. Like there's a little bit of like a, like a little bit of anger. Like, don't ask me about making music. Don't ask me about doing a tour. Don't ask me. I'm retired, darlings. I'm retired, lovelies. I'm like, people love you so much they still asking for you. Fuck. Tina Turner was out here dancing her ass around till she was damn near 80, 70-something years old, dancing around like she. I know you said you ain't Tina Turner and you don't want to do it, but damn it, Tina was out here. You ain't hear Tina. I ain't heard Tina complain shit about no man. Because, Anita, if you want your fans behind you, you're going to have to get out here and you're going to have to move differently. That's what I'm just saying. You're going to have to move differently, okay? If you really going to fight these record companies and, and these Spotify's and shit like that, people will respect a legend like you. But they ain't going to respect a legend talking shit and sounding bitter from behind her fucking Twitter account. Fuck that, okay? But you got to work it out. No, it's a new day. They don't care. They don't care. The new kids really don't care. They really don't care. So you got to get out here and make them care. You got to remind them who the fuck Anita Baker is. Okay? I remember, the, uh, listen, when I, 
I'm talking about 1989, Anita. That's still in you, girl. You might have got older, but that's still in you. That's bullshit. You can't be sitting out here, sitting behind the scenes, talking about you was tired and angry and didn't ask the fans to fucking support you and not stream your fucking music. No. That's not how it works no more. And all you do is set, make these companies up here. To me, all you did was put people on alert, people like Scooter Braun and this. What's the other people, the hypnosis? What's the people, who's the people buying up uh, all the music? Uh, what's their name? What's the hip, what's the people buying up the music? They just, uh, today they was just, you just putting them on blast that your music is, your masters may be up. <laughs> Listen, I need you to get out here and do the work, Anita. I need you not to retire. I need you to get up off your ass and do do the work. I don't know what you're upset about. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what happened in your life. I don't know. It just seems, I just get this energy from Anita Baker. Maybe it's me. I'm wrong. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. If I'm wrong, I apologize right now. But I always get this energy from Anita Baker of kind of like, I don't know, entitled. Like not really humbled by it all. Like like not being not really humbled by the special gift and the special like thing you've been given. Like literally, I always feel like she just feels she there's always a sense of anger with her. <laughs> like she's always mad as shit. Oh, Lord, y'all like, uh-uh, Carlotta, you done talked about A.T. Anita tonight. Your ass is grass, okay? You done went too damn far. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I just, I feel like somebody had to say it. She just seems mean sometimes. She does. She comes off really mean. And I think she thinks because she's, she was in, she was the one of the biggest stars of the 80s that she fucking thinks it's still 1988. But somebody got to remind Auntie Anita's ass, it's 2021. Okay? And these uh, these people done got harder and more um, uh, and, and, and more ain't shit. I mean, listen, they done fucking killed Prince and fucking killed Michael Jackson. <laughs> and I mean, I don't mean, I ain't laughing about the killing. I'm just saying in a literal sense, and not in a literal sense, but in a emotional, uh, a spiritual, psychic kill. Okay, they didn't only just kill their asses physically. These both, just think, both of the biggest male black stars in the world both died of drug overdoses. Damn, Anita, do you see what's going out here? They didn't give a shit about Michael Jackson. They didn't give a shit about Prince. Prince's ass running around here, and Prince did the work. So Anita. I'm telling you, it's a new world. And at 63, you can't afford to fuck to retire. You're going to have to get out here and do a couple of more retirement tours. Shit. Because they might not give you your master's back. And the streaming ain't going nowhere. They, they still, they, they still going to be giving y'all. They might up it a nickel or two. And Jay-Z done so tight. <laughs> ain't nowhere you can run, Miss Anita. Okay? Miss Anita, this is real shit. I'm tired of telling you. It ain't 1987 no more. You can't talk your shit. They, they ain't paying no attention, especially to an old, bitter woman they think is retired. <laughs> what? 
Don't get mad at me. Oh, God. I hear Carlotta Jukar, Anita Baker. Oh, she's old. She's acting an old bitter. She's not old. 63 is not old, but she's acting like an old bitter woman. I've, every, every time I've listened, I've been trying to ignore her, her little stuff that she does on Twitter. I've been trying to ignore her. I think sometimes she can be rude. I mean, I said the same thing about Listen, I said last week about Jody Watley's ass. I was tired of Jody Watley's ass denying Shalimar a tour. She ran around here on her tour. I just think she should tour with Shalimar. I think she'd get a lot more done. I mean, sometimes forgiveness goes a long fucking way. I mean, you know, you still mad at Jeffrey Daniels? I don't know what the fuck happened, but uh, I, I just, why, why would you let it stop you from getting your bag? You know, that's what I'm saying about Anita. Why are you letting this stop you from getting your back? It seems like we're arguing. I know you want to own what's yours, but you create more power when you're out there. You don't create power when you're sitting behind your Twitter account, always talking about you retired or, 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 or that you don't want to do music like that anymore or whatever. You don't reach, you don't, in, you don't endear your, there, there's a few that will follow you and, and lie to you and say, hey, ain't she Anita, and won't tell you no truth and, you know, all that stuff. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth. If you want to create a campaign around getting your masters back, you're going to have to get your ass out here. You're going to have to get back to uh, the best Anita Baker at 63 you can be. Okay. And that means, hey, T. Anita, more. Stop looking like a little ass old lady, okay? You are 63. You are not 83. Number two, get your ass in the gym. Anita, I'm doing the same thing. I ain't talking about, I'm talking about my damn self too, okay? Number three, get your ass back to doing music. You got Diana Ross's ass. What's Diana Ross? What's Diana? See, Diana Ross damn near 75. Talking about doing new music. And Diana Ross stay on the tour. When she, when the music, when the tour, when the pandemic opened back up, Diana Ross's ass be some, she tried to perform at least once or twice a year some damn way. And she's legend, legend. Okay? I mean, even Gladys Knight's still out here. Shit, what's what Anita talking about? For Anita, Go around and sell this idea about artists and needing more money. You're going to have to get out there and advocate. Sit your old ass behind a Twitter account and talk shit all day. No. No, 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 no. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Now, you can get mad. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's okay, legend. I'm, I'm sorry, but I have to tell the truth. I don't want to hear no more. I hate to do. I hate to have done this celebrity intervention. Oh my god! Y'all know how I feel about it, Anita Baker. Oh man, I'm hurt right now. I'm hurt by my own words. Do you see Charday out here complaining about her masters? Charday out here complaining about her. I bet that's Charday probably. That's what they probably got their masters. They probably smart. I don't know if they own their masters or not. I don't know. I don't know. But then you hear, let me tell you something about Charday's ass. Her ass going to have her ass back out here at least. It's almost time. I feel like it's almost time. It's, it's, it's still in when they, she started releasing that box kit. 
yeah, it may be almost time. I give it another year or two. Maybe you know she she show up when she want to show up. <laughs> she can she can do that though. But I mean, I'm just saying she's still out here. Like she 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 still she gonna come out when she come out when she want to. But she still and she don't you know she don't come on social media enough. I don't know her enough to sound bitter. But she I don't imagine Shardae to be bitter. You know I don't I don't imagine that energy. You know what I'm saying? But for, from Anita, I feel always bitterness. I feel like there's an anger there. <laughs> and it's like it doesn't help you. I'm like, it does, that does not help. That doesn't help you. It just doesn't. And I feel like Anita Baker has been, even the last tour, people liked it. You know, I, I heard from people, some people that went to it. I mean, I feel like Anita has been giving us a lazy version of herself, you know? And I understand she's getting older and stuff like that, but I believe her, isn't your passion music? If you, have you lost it or whatever? You know, I don't know. Has the record company taken it away from you? Whatever it is, but you can't fight them with that, you can't fight them with that attitude you get. You just, there's no way. They're not going to help. They're not going to care. They're not going to do anything. That's not going to help. It's just not. Fuck that. They're going to like, they're going to like, fuck her. And uh, Scooter Brown, we'll sell your shit to Scooter Brown. <laughs> I'm done. Kind of like Carlotta again. I know. I've gone too far. Auntie Anita, I apologize. I said what I said. I mean, we will all do respect. I do. I said seriously. I know. I just, with all respect, I ain't going to tell you anything. Miss Anita Baker, I say that with all due respect, seriously. I would tell you this in your face. I was serious. You could cuss me out and everything, but I would tell you, you know, you got to get your ass out there. You know, shit, they ain't giving shit no more. These people's hardcore. The music industry done even went more hardcore. Give a shit about you complaining. They don't care. They ain't got to do another album. As a matter of fact, they'll create another. You you know they like to create another. They they look for other. They look for, but you know what? Now they don't even, they're not interested in Anita Baker types anymore. You don't even see them on the scene no more. You see, I mean, unless you're listening to the underground sounds and underground R&B. But you don't see that kind of shit no more. I mean, you know, Tony Braxton was the closest thing to a, something like Anita Baker. And you don't, you don't see it. Shit like Tony too much no more. I mean, now it's all Beyonce and Leotard and Rihanna. The world has changed. These kids, I don't even know if they know how to relate to somebody just coming out on stage like a Whitney Houston type and singing and singing. I don't think they even know. They don't, they'd be like, you ain't got no Leotard? You can't shake your ass? I mean, I don't think they would even know how to, you ain't half naked? I don't think they even know how to relate to it. <laughs> so, I, you know, but your generation is still here, Miss Anita, and you, you can, you can, you can, and, and a lot of younger generations feel like the nostalgia of who Anita Baker was, and you have to reintroduce yourself to those generations through your music. You have to do it, and you have to get out here whether you're promoting your old sounds or, you, you know, if you don't want to make a new record, promote your old music. But you have to promote it to new generations. You can't just say, I don't give a fuck about touring no more. I'm retired and all that shit. And then ask people 
to then go in for you and help you because you don't have that kind of power anymore. In 1987, you would have had that kind of power. Right now, you don't have that kind of power in the music industry anymore. You don't, you don't have that kind of power to sway the new generation. They, they, they've heard of you, but they, don't, they have a disconnect to you. Whereas uh, older artists out here that are out here, like, you know, really making their way still, like Frankie Beverly, people like that. Frankie asked something like that. They, people probably listen to him because Frankie been out here touring for a long time. You know, they're the younger generations have seen probably Frankie perform. They probably seen you perform, but you ain't been out enough a lot. You, you've been kind of sporadic through the years. So, you know, and you haven't done a lot of interviews and you haven't put yourself out there like people like Prince did and stuff like that where he talked about these kind of things constantly. We don't see you doing that. I mean, like Shaka even puts herself out there a whole lot. Shaka's always out there. She's always touring. She's always doing different things because, you know, that's how they connect to the other generations, and the other generations kind of know Shaka Khan, and so they sort of like, yeah, they can respect it, but then either they respect you, but just there's a disconnect, because, you mean, you know, you always talking about retiring and shit, I don't know, I don't, and you, you saying you don't want to do music, I don't know, it's kind of different, so, I mean, I feel like that's the way you got to move if you want those masters back, you've got to get the new generation, plus your old school generation on your side to sell your help you sell that the idea of the great Anita Baker wants her music and we here for her to get her music but you're not going to do it at the Twitter desk you're going to have to get out here when the COVID's over and you're going to have to be going to these Essence Fest if it's, even if it's nothing but to speak on the music industry but you're going to have to be making your face known again and you got to be out there uh, where can attract the younger generation. Meaning you gotta get your Angela Bassett on ain't eh, Anita, okay? This is straight up. You gotta get your Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett still attracts the younger generation because they think they look at her like, Wow, she's still beautiful. She keeps herself up is in her sixties. She's still out here doing her stuff. Uh, same thing with uh with people like Charday, all the older ones they they they're not just going around here looking like they they really are reinventing themselves and I think you have to reinvent yourself and reintroduce yourself to the public public, recreate your your brand and power and then talk that shit to the record company. Okay. <clears throat> Next let's go over to T I and Tiny. New victim claims she was drugged and trafficked by T I and Tiny, lawyer says. This is according to Vulture. Says another woman has joined the victims accusing rapper T I and his wife Tiny Harris of sexual assault, abuse, and drugging. Lawyer Tyron L. Blackborn um told Vulture he is now representing a survivor who is dr- who was drugged and trafficked by T I and Tiny in Nevada, California, and Florida over three days. Blackburn previously sent letters to offices in California and Georgia calling for investigations into T.I., born Clifford Harris and Tiny Tamika Cottle, on behalf of 11 initial victims. 11? Oh, my God, it's done jumped up. Since sending these letters, Blackburn said in an interview with uh, Daily Beast, uh, published March 9th, only one of those victims, the new trafficking accuser, retained Blackburn 
his representative uh, to Vulture. All she wants is justice, and we intend to fight until she gets it by going to add it in the email. A lawyer for T.I. and Tiny told Vulture his clients continue to deny the strongest possible terms of these scurrilous and unsubstantiated unsubstantiated accusations. Blackburn sent letters to Georgia and California on February 19th before speaking to the New York Times about his clients' allegations on February 28th. In the letters, Blackburn described eerily similar events of sexual abuse, forced uh, ingestion uh, of illegal uh, ingestion of illegal um, drug narcotics, kidnapping, terroristic threats, and false imprisonment with victims including 17-year-old 17. Uh-oh. In turn to T.I. and Tiny's studio, an Air Force veteran, T.I. and Tiny denied the allegations through their lawyer. An Air Force veteran? Oh, shit. The new victim marks the first time Blackburn has accused T.I. and Tiny of trafficking and also expands their allegations into Nevada after his letter previously referenced Florida along with Georgia and California. In the email to Vulture, um, Blackburn called Harris's a cancer in the community, going on to say it's high time that law enforcement puts an end to their reign of terror. <sighs> Let me just say this. Jeez. I hope T.I. and Tiny, you know what? I'm I'm a person that believes innocent until proven guilty, okay? I really do. But I hope y'all asses were now here trying to traffic chicks, like create a little fucking ring. And sell these to these these celebrities and stuff. And I know, yeah, here's what I'll just say this. A lot of these bitches be knowing what they're doing. They be getting in these prostitution rings and all this stuff. But for anybody who was forced to get into something like that, that is absolutely crazy. However, T.I. and Tiny, if you just even had a ring, and people were consensual about it, it was still stupid. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hope they don't go to jail. Oh, Lord, this is bad. It's going to turn into R. Kelly 101. Shit, R. Kelly probably in jail going, damn. Now a 17-year-old has come out that used to intern allegedly with them. Crazy. And it's so sad, you know, because it these types of situations, and I, I'm not saying that the young ladies are not telling the truth. I'm not saying that. I don't like when people come 20 years after the fact. I don't like stuff like that because those kinds, types of stories are hard to prove, and I hate even five to ten years because – I hate that because it it, 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 it it makes it hard if something really did happen to get any justice done for you. And on the other end, if something if you're lying, then it puts a person's reputation through the mud and they begin to lose business, all kind of advertising. They begin to lose their livelihood because of accusations that might not pan out to be true. 
So I understand both sides, right? I under, totally understand both sides. A lot of times on here, I'm coming onto the sides of, of 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 the people who are being accused in the celebrity world. A lot of times, the reason why I do that is because a lot of times women bring up a lot of cases that can't be proven, and you know, it, it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. It just means that we can't prove that shit. And when you take settlements and all kind of stuff, see, I don't agree with any chick that I said it on here. Anytime a woman takes a settlement for rape before you had they ass convicted, well, to me, that's a whole transaction. And I consider the transaction, uh, you took money and you, that, that you made your deal with the devil, okay? I, I actually don't think Bill Cosby should be in jail because I feel like that young lady made her deal with the devil. She took a transaction. She was properly paid for her services. And then you're going to try to come around and criminal charge somebody? See, because I think if you would have had him in jail, if he was a rapist or if he was a drug and women, if you would have put him in behind the jail in the first place, then other women wouldn't have been exposed to that if that's something he did. But instead, you took money and shut up for years about it. I don't trust you. To me, you become, in my, in my personal opinion, women who do that, you become, um, to me, you, you, you're, you, suddenly you're not so great of a, a, a witness to uh, the situation. You become tainted by taking money and shutting up because uh, a violation, like something like assault or sexual assault or something, uh, is way more than uh, is way is a violent act and it's a horrible act and for somebody to take money for it and reduce it to a a sexual whole transaction, it to me it looks like that's to me it becomes a look like that's what it was you know that's what it was. that's one thing I can appreciate now I don't know what happened between Mike Tyson and that girl shit I don't know but one thing I'll say about Desiree was it Desiree Washington her name I think. She never, she has never, there's never been information ever about her suing Mike Tyson for financial gain. She never did. Never. I don't, I've never heard of a case. If somebody here got, says, oh, yes, she did, send me the article, uh, give me the article, post it to the Carlisle Chatwood page, or some send me a message or whatever. But I, that chick never did. She, she said what she said in court. She was convicted. And that's that you she you never hear her give me she gave a couple few interviews in the eighties, but you you don't you you don't even see that chick no more. That chick ain't that she's no she's never come out into the limelight. She's never tried to sell a story. She's never done that. I, that's what made me believe that she believed whatever happened. Okay, because she she did not come after him financially. She went she she went to put his ass in jail. And she didn't. She ain't never really asked for no money since either. And so to me, that makes a, a story more believable and have more meat when women say, hey, this is a problem. This is somebody that's dangerous, and I'm going to go to the police because this needs to be dealt with. You know what I'm saying? That to me makes a woman more. But when you start just talking about get your lawyers and you start negotiating the settlement, nah, hell not. Nah. So uh, if these chicks start negotiating settlements, I don't believe them. I believe it was I believe it was a money thing. But you know, it's I hope Ti and Tiny just was not that dumb. I just I I cannot believe I just. Uh, uh, oh Lord, Mm-mm-mm. it's sad because it's it's never gonna it's gonna hurt them. 
this is gonna hurt their careers. Okay, and I'll try and I'll try you can you gotta be careful out here in these streets. I okay? you you can't sleep with everything and everybody. You can't give everybody when you have money or you have any kind of fame or celebrity, you cannot give every female access to you, every every uh man access to you. You have to be very careful because people will meet to your ass, okay? They will meet to your ass, okay? T.I. and Tiny, I already hear people talking about making documentaries and shit about them. I mean, damn. But here's the thing. This is this is where I knew it was going to get it was sloppy for him. Because I, even somebody like me has been hearing rumors about T.I. and Tiny for years. I mean, like freak rumors, nasty rumors. I ain't heard nothing about nobody raping nobody and child trafficking, but you heard the, some of the other stuff, right, allegedly that happened with them. Never heard anything crazy, but you could see they was being sloppy because you got people like me hearing about it. I mean, that's sloppy shit. So you know eventually it was going to turn into something messy. Like, you know, I always wonder about people we never hear nothing about. I'd be like, what the fuck? What kind of NDA fucking agreements do they get? <laughs> like, that they keep, that they could keep, they've never had somebody come out on. Like, never. There are artists right now. I won't name them because I don't want nobody to put a tragedy on the ass. But, listen, I, there are artists I can name right now that you have never heard shit on. Like, you go to Lipstick Alley and you can see little-ass, funky-ass rumors about them, like maybe being gay or maybe about, <laughs> or maybe about them being, but they ain't, ain't nobody got no fucking proof. Is some artists able to lock down their shit? Like, they, I don't know how they do it. I don't know who they got behind them. I don't know. Like, if they got a bunch of groupies, if they've been sleeping with a bunch of groupies, I don't know how the fuck they have managed to keep that shit intact. Like, you go to different things. Like, you you know, most of these artists you can find. Like, I'm going to even say it's a lot of big-name artists right now. You can go to places like uh, uh, Secret Blogs and all kind of shit and find out all kind of the rumors on him. Like, you can hear this bitches on there talking about, yeah, I slept with him. I had, I, I slept with him. And I did this with him, and I did that, and all this stuff. They got all kind of stories out there on them, on lipstick alleys, all these blogs, uh, these old blogs and stuff like that. But there are some artists that just don't have shit. Like, you you can't find, no like, people be like, did you sleep with them, or did you this and that? You don't know how these find. There are some artists you can't find out. Shut out. Damn. I wonder how they do it. That is the craziest thing. T.I. and Tiny should be looking, they should have looked at those artists. There is, and, and there is some, now I hear stuff because I, listen, let me tell you why. Because I got people that, you know, in the, like I've known that have been in business or something, in the business or something that tell me little stuff or something. So I have heard some violent rumors on people. <laughs> Probably like, what? what? So I would not share all these that never in the in, in the blogs and stuff, right? Some solid shit, like some solid shit. I heard a, a rumor the other day about uh, uh, what was it about? About this uh, singer <laughs> that been playing <laughs> that been back and forth with two women, like back and forth and shit, like it. It was crazy shit. I was like, what? And I was like, how did that never get out? It was like, shit, they just, it just didn't get. 
I mean, I was like, how do the women not tell? But it's the caliber of women, I think, that they mess with. And so the women just don't, you know, don't, it doesn't come out there about them. And then they, they, they keep their life so private to the point that people don't hear the shit. They don't hear they crazy shit. Like, I've heard crazy shit on people because, you know, I know people, there are people who be in these industry parties and shit like that, and they will tell you the shit about the certain people that never get heard out there. But most people don't think to ask about these people because they keep their shit so quiet. I mean, it's really crazy. It's some crazy shit. But it's some it's some artists that really do that, that have managed to stay clear. T.I. and Tiny, though, they are not the ones. I've been hearing shit about them for years, okay? So it's just like, it's just like years ago in the 90s, like, there were certain athletes and stuff. I used to hear shit about all the time, okay? There's a certain athlete right now. I won't say who it is. He's retired, been retired for a long time. But there was always uh, whole rumors on him. He had so many whole rumors on him. But he even had a big rumor that he was bisexual. I I heard so, and you wouldn't believe who it was if I told you. I mean, some of y'all know anyway. But and that he was messing around with um, a popular singer. Shoot, I, 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 Listen, it's a story. Just uh, the the best stories is from the eighties and the nineties. <laughs> these these people in the uh, thousands, the eighties and the nineties is the shit y'all want to hear. The, the the people beyond the eighties and nineties, they shit ain't secret. But these eighties and nineties, <laughs> they shit is low. Remember, it was a it used to be years ago, <laughs> and I don't know <coughs> where excuse me where this chick went to. Uh, she used to do this blog. Of old time, uh, she used to do old time celebrity celebrity gossip, and she was it Panache? It was something with a P report, Panache report, or something like that. But I knew people who delivered messages, like some people I met, like who delivered messages and blogs, the secret. And she used to have some real dirt, like real dirty shit on her blog. I mean, like real dirty, like wow, like some. Some real, like, there are some people who have some real dirty blind items. Like, Steve Sedan used to be that years ago, but there are people now who, who back in the day, who used to be really ratchet. I mean, like, ratchet. Like, you could find some real ratchet shit. Because people would be going to these parties and see people or do or see people doing certain things and stuff like that. But most of the artists have maintained, have managed to keep, there are some artists that just keep their shit really low, you know, that they just, they, they don't mess with anything or anybody. And they have certain people they deal with and whatever, and nobody knows. So it's just sad. T.I. and Tiny didn't get the memo. <laughs> Oh, no, it's not funny, but it's sad. It's a mess, okay? It's a mess for them, all right? Okay, Andrew Cuomo out in these streets. Okay, there is nothing more to say. They throwing Andrew Cuomo under the bus. And I told y'all Andrew Cuomo wasn't shit. How long ago did I tell y'all Andrew Cuomo wasn't shit? I told y'all Andrew Cuomo wasn't shit last year. And it's not because I believe these women, because I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't like people to just get accused and then you try to uh, make them step down for accusations. I don't think that's right. I think you need to prove there needs to be an investigation, and then, uh, and then if you find proper proof, then fire them. But the problem with Andrew Cuomo is he didn't have no mercy for other people who was accused of sexual stuff if it was on the other side. So now, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. 
not surprised. But what pisses me off about Andrew Cuomo allegedly is him and ner- how he treated people allegedly in nursing homes. And they were putting people back that, back that had COVID back in the nursing homes instead of sending them to the hospital to get help and stuff. They, it was like they was trying to spread shit into the nursing homes with the elderly. I mean, that's the, if he did that shit, that's the worst. And you should, and the, and the scandal shouldn't be the fucking women. The scandal should be killing these older, old, defensive people. How dare you? You know what I'm saying? That's the worst. That's the scandal. It ain't the, the it ain't, the, I feel like that's smokescreen over there, the women. I feel that they're trying to uh, divert from the real scandal of killing those older people, sending people back to the nursing home with COVID knowing they should be in the hospital getting extra care and so they couldn't spread it around. Something where they were spreading around to these nursing homes. And if they did that on purpose, that is hideous. And they hid it and they hit the numbers. What a hideous bunch. And he should be being made to retire simply from that. I mean, resign simply for that. That is just horrible if that's true. Horrible. Horrible. The worst. Okay. Um, that's what I want to talk to y'all about before we eat. DC Young Fly, they said he was supposed to be in Coming to America too. I think he said uh, on his on his uh, his account that he got to. Um, I think it was he got to number. I guess he got he was in the last three, and they ended up picking the other guy. But I want to say this: DC Young Fly would have been a great choice. It's unfortunate that didn't happen because he's naturally funny. But here's the funny the thing. The guy they picked, I felt like, no offense to the guy, and I don't want to hurt, you know, jack people up or something, but I feel like casting got it wrong. I feel like casting, I didn't, you know, I feel like the, uh, it, it would have been so much. Here's where I think they messed up. They failed to be silly. I think they failed. I mean, I loved it for nostalgia's sake. I love seeing everybody all together, like I said, for nostalgia's sake. But where they messed up is they failed to be just do the ridiculous. And I think that people would have loved it had they just had the ridiculous coming. Like I thought Leslie, the girl Leslie, I forget her name. She was, she, I didn't like her cast has the, um, has the other, has the, the mom. Uh, what would have been hilarious to me, like where people probably would have been rolling, Lunell should have been in that role. That would have been funny as fuck. I mean, it, it's over the top and it's silly because Lunell is over the top and silly. Lunell should have been the mama, and it, and if you would have had DC Youngfly has her son, oh my god, and Tracy, that dynamic would have done so much for the movie. But they picked this guy, who to me, I thought was a little made the movie drag a little bit. I didn't think I didn't feel like he fit the role. I felt like it was it was forced, and I really felt that they felt they missed being silly and fun. Like that was I mean in a certain sense. I mean like over like the first coming to America was so silly and over the top. And you needed to keep it over the top. You needed to do like DC Young Fly, who's a young comic who's funny who says crazy stuff, who who could actually bounce off of Eddie Murphy and uh, uh, Arsenio and Tracy Morgan really well. This other guy's a comic, but I didn't see that bounce where I probably would have thought with DC Youngfly. And I thought Leslie, Leslie to me sometimes was over the top. I, I felt like she should have been in the position Lunell was in. 
and it would have been just hysterical. Eddie Murphy walking into the and we find out that Lunell was the woman that he was messing with, and they go a flashback when Lunell with a wig on, getting it on with uh, Eddie Murphy's character, trying to come. People would have just died at that would because I think it needed that type of humor, and it missed it with that. It, to me, they were trying to be too correct. I mean, like you know, when we get Eddie Murphy and Arsenio playing the guys in the barber shop. Very funny. That dynamic was still very funny. Um, uh, it just, it was missing that silliness. And to me, that guy just didn't fit. And I didn't think Leslie fit either. I felt like she was too much. And I felt like it would have been, I would have either preferred to see something really silly, like Lunell in that role, or Tiffany Haddish. That's when you should have got Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish would have been funny in that role, too. Um the Leslie girl, I like her, but I don't like her in that role. I didn't like the son either. I think that there was there was uh the 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 casting was um wasn't that great. I didn't like some of the casting. And I think that you needed to bring everybody in the last cast was hilarious. And I think that we we missed some of that. We missed some of the silliness to it. Okay, so uh, yeah, I hated it when I heard that DC Young Fly could have got that because I was like, he would have been great. He would have been great in that role. Okay, uh, last couple of stories is what we gonna talk about? Um, Kim and Kanye not talking. It says Kanye has reportedly cut himself off from the Kardashians. You know, they just putting all these stories out about Kanye. You know, this is what the Kardashians do. I don't know. Who knows what the fuck Kanye is doing, okay? Who knows what that Gemini is doing there? (laughs) I mean, I, 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 you know, uh, I hope that's not the case. Kanye, you have children with her. You can't just say, hey, you reach me through my security. I mean, that's kind of rude, but I mean, it is what it is. I, I, you know, this. I feel like this is we're all getting ramped up for the final season finale of the Kardashians, the final season, and they're really hyping up the Kim and Kanye shit. Okay. Uh, the next thing, the last uh, story is Governor Newsom out of California. I mean, yeah, they put that that recall on his ass, and they got more signatures than they needed. They, I think, they needed only 1.5 million. They end up getting two million signatures. To, to recall him, Shit, he's opening up everything Monday. <laughs> he opened movie theaters back open <laughs> in L.A. Uh, uh, was it restaurants inside dining opening? <laughs> I think we have to worry about as a collective is people who are crossing the border because, you know, um, uh, I think we, America, I believe that doctor who said America will reach uh herd immunity. I think we actually already have herd immunity by April. But I don't think the CDC and people want that. You know, our Dr. Fauci because his attention will be gone. But the problem is, is that if we got people coming over the border that are infected, then it could start back up a situation where Americans are exposed again to this virus. And that, and the fact that they're not doing anything about those borders down there, and they're they're talking shit about people wearing masks, but yet they're not protecting the borders. What kind of sense does that make? 
You want you going off about people wearing their masks, yet you're not protecting the borders when they said they've tested people at the borders and a lot of them have been infected. But they say that all they do is get mates ride on a bus and they drop them somewhere off in the state. And they and they and that's a super spreader situation. Nobody wants that. I mean, damn, come on now, Joe. Shit, what's the what the hell's going on? It's almost like it's, it feels like it's purposely done. What the hell are y'all doing? It's crazy. They have got to fix that situation on the border. I mean, that that is, is that's just nuts. Okay, really nuts. Uh, nothing else I can say about that. If you you don't if you don't be talking stuff about people out here not wearing masks and businesses working uh, opening up, you're gonna have to deal with the border shit. Okay, I mean straight up. Okay, so that is it. I think I've gotten all my news out. I feel good. I've done a part two show for y'all. Y'all got two shows in one night. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm extra hyped right now. <laughs> I'm happy. It's spring break, and I'm kind of free. You know what I'm saying? For my for schoolwork, you know, I feel good right now. <laughs> okay, so, guys, thank you, guys. Listen, I appreciate you so much for hanging out with me like you do every week. Uh, you are appreciated. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you enjoy my opinions. Thank you for listening. The, the few of you that my 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 little crowd that I got, I appreciate y'all so much. Remember, you can hit me up on the Cloud Chat with Facebook page. You can also hit me up on um, what is it? Uh, uh, C Chat with Show and Carlotta seventy two on Twitter. You can also hit me up on Instagram at Carly's underscore Galaxy. Okay. All right, so what else do I want to talk about? Next week, Nivia Hansen will be here. We're going to be talking about boudoir shoes. I can't wait to have that talk with her. Oh, my God, I'm excited. I'm excited about that one, okay? So uh, we're going to have a good conversation on that. So make sure you tune in next week at 1130 when me and Nivia talk about sexy photo shoots and uh, maybe give you some advice or uh, be able to give you guys some tips on if you have a sexy photo shoot coming up for young ladies or if you want to, uh, if you're interested in, uh, you know, even getting some done by Nivia, you can get her information when she's on the show, okay? All right, you guys. So I am out, man. Oh, my goodness. What time is it? Oh, damn, it's late. <laughs> you guys have a wonderful, wonderful night. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not sleeping, though. Shit, I'm such a night owl. It's crazy. What, what am I going to do? Am I going to listen to some Maxwell and put me to sleep like Embrya? Should I listen to some Embrya? Embrya puts my ass to sleep. No offense, no shade. I just love it. I like it. It puts me to sleep. It, it puts me to sleep. I listen to Embrya sometimes. I have my, I have albums I listen to that can put me to sleep that I like. Like I, I, I could like when I'm out here, I might put on to make me sleepy. You know, when I'm doing a show or something afterwards to hype to bring my hype hyper you know down. I might listen to something and then I go to bed. You know, something to make me use some slow listening music. Maybe some Maxwell night. Yeah, maybe it is. Who knows? Okay. All right, you know what I've been listening to today? What was I listening to today? What was it? Was a song? It was an old. Oh my goodness! What was that I was listening to? Yeah, I gotta go into my 
Let me look real quick. I'm going to see if I can find it for you guys so I can tell you. Uh, here we go. Mm. What was that I was listening to? I always forget, I don't I always forget the um it was an old school song. Oh, was it Tina Moore? I think so. Um, what was that song? Never gonna let you go or something like that. I've been listening to a lot of that and I love I've been listening to a lot of eighties uh slow rock. I mean I mean, you know what? I used to love really corny, soap popper, uh eighties music. <laughs> I think they used to play on General Hospital. Like the song Never Gonna Let You Go by Sergio Mendez or whatever. And what's that? Uh, Jesse's Girl. <laughs> oh, you know what my favorite one is? Remember Jack Wagner? Uh, Hello, love. It's been way too long since I realized you're the most important thing in my life. Too young. That's the name of the song. I was too young, but that's no excuse. They used to play on General Hospital all the time. Y'all remember Jack Wagner? Y'all don't remember Jack Wagner? Y'all like, oh, Carlotta, who the hell is Jack Wagner? <laughs> he used to play Frisco on General Hospital. Man, y'all remember Frisco? Those were the days, man. Oh, my God, man. Damn, I've been listening to a lot of that 80s music. I really, I'm trying to figure out. It's another band I really used to love from the 80s. It was in the 80s or 90s. How do you print? What is that? Who was that I used to listen to? Oh, man. Who was that song I was listening to today? It's an old rock song. Uh, oh, my goodness. I cannot think of it. I'm trying to think of it before I go. So, like, before I dig it. Who was it? Okay. You guys, I'm trying to think. Who was it? Okay. I'm okay. I'm going to take a quick, well, I'm going to take a quick break with the music and then I'm going to come back and sign off. But I got to find that song for y'all today. Because I, I had it up in my thing, but I was listening to it. I was like, damn, that's an old, that's an old jam. But I can't think of the, I, I know the group, but I can't think of the name of the song that I was listening to today. Okay. I just feel like this, oh, this needs to talk about old <laughs> uh, rock music. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, it's really, it's going to be really fast. Okay. I'm just going to look it up real quick and I'll be right back in a moment with this one. Okay. This is an unconventional show. It's late. Shit. You don't give a shit. Okay. It's going to, we're going to listen to George Vincent, Lady, uh, Lady Lovely. Okay. That's an old one. Shit. That's a real old ass one. Okay. We're going to take it.
know this is going to be your last one. So y'all going to be listening to George Benson as we sign off tonight. But I found it. It's the patch mode. Okay. And it's enjoy the uh, enjoy the silence. Oh, my God. I think he's going to be my shit. <laughs> he's a love shit like that. Okay. But, yeah, that's what I've been listening to. I've been kind of on this kick this place. This is this place off. <laughs> Oh my god! Like I love band, like hearts and stuff like that. That's really, that's really me at the core, to be honest. I, I almost kind of be, to be honest, I really, I'll, I'm gonna tell y'all a secret because it's late and shit. I'm not, I don't have anything else to do. Here's my secret. I love '80s rock almost as much as I do '80s R&B. Serious shit. '80s and '90s rock. Pitchmo was like. Uh, they much late, I think much later, but I used to love that shit. Like, I used to love that fucking song. I mean, like, you know, it's, I, it's, I, I, I do, I like that. I'm corny like that. I really do. I really, I can listen to that shit all day. I, <laughs> some stuff I don't remember. And I used to like weird shit, like, uh, what's the uh, band, um, Oh my God! My friend put it up the other day. It was an old band. They used to do Hot for Teacher. Oh God damn it! Who was that? I can't remember. It was a, and I used to love Duran Duran. Damn, my ass used to love me some Duran Duran. I had a crush on the guy John and Duran Duran when I was a kid. God, I had a big crush on. Duran. <laughs> I'm bored. I'm bored. <laughs> it's the end of the show. Okay, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Enjoy uh, the rest of y'all weekend. Uh, have a good Sunday. I will see y'all next Saturday when we talk to Nivia Hansen. Until then, y'all got y'all part one and y'all got y'all part two. Okay, don't don't write me about shit. All right, it's over. Have a good one, y'all. We leaving out with this George Benson, y'all. I see y'all. Lady, lady love me. Y'all about to hear this shit again, okay? I'm out. Have a good one, y'all. See y'all.